Hello and welcome to What The Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse who oddly enough has no kids, yet a huge passion for informing and empowering women on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me every week as we dive in to all things prenatal, postnatal, birth, and so much more. So let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of What The Bump. Today, we are having Olivia on the podcast. Olivia is gonna share her story with her miscarriage and now leading into a pregnancy. She's currently 32 weeks pregnant with her rainbow baby, and she just really does an amazing job at sharing her miscarriage and her pregnancy and just how she is channeling how hard her miscarriage was, but turning it into so much hope for this next pregnancy. And she's just a ray of sunshine. She's so excited for this baby that she is currently carrying. And let's jump into this podcast so you can hear Olivia's story. We have Olivia on the podcast today. She is here to tell us her story, which involves miscarriage and pregnancy and so much more. So Olivia, thank you so much for coming on and being willing to tell your story on What the Bump. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So to start off, will you tell me how you met your husband? So my husband and I, we actually met in high school. He was a year older than me. Um, We met his senior year of high school, um, my junior year, but we didn't start dating until the end of my senior year. Um, And then we dated for five years. And then now we've been married for um, a little over a year and a half. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that you guys were little like high school sweethearts. Yes. (laughs) Um, Okay. So you said you've been married for about a year. Is that right? Yes. Oh, over a year. Over a year. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, I know your story, you know, I kind of know parts of it that, um, it starts off, you know, a little bit more on the the rough side. So, you know, you can pick up wherever you want and, um, tell us about, you know, finding out you were pregnant. Okay. So, um, it was January 1st of this year. 2020 has been crazy for everybody. So ours started off really crazy. January 1st, I was just kind of feeling a little weird. That was the day that I should have been starting my period. My husband was um, at work that day, that morning. And so I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and take a test. We just always had some at our house just to take whenever. And so I took it and it was positive. We weren't necessarily trying to not get pregnant. We were just kind of going with the flow. And so our one year anniversary was, it was February. So a month after that. So we were really trying to wait till a year. Found out I was pregnant. I told my husband and, you know, we were so excited. Um, We like immediately went shopping and, you know, had to go buy something. I should have been four weeks at that point. So then um, I ended up telling my parents at six weeks. For some reason, my mom just kept saying like, you know, just keep it on the down low for right now. Don't, you know, go and share it with everybody else yet, you know, just to make sure things are okay. We never had any Um, you know, history of miscarriages or anything in my family at all. You know, there was really nothing to worry about. She just wanted me to at least have my first doctor's appointment. Come February, I should have been eight weeks by then. Then I had a doctor's appointment at nine weeks and we show up. This was two days after our um, one year anniversary. And so it was kind of, we had like a little mini vacation and then we went straight to our doctor's appointment. Whenever I showed up to the doctor, you know, everything was all exciting and stuff. This was before all the COVID rules and everything hit the hospital. So he was allowed in there and everything. We went to our doctor's appointment and the sonographer was taking a really long time just trying to search for stuff. And she wasn't saying anything. And so I kind of got nervous and I was like, you know, is everything okay? Like, does it usually take this long? And she was just like, are you sure on the dates of everything? And I was like, yeah, like, I'm 
track everything. There's no way, you know, I could be wrong. And she said, you know, well, it looks like you're measuring, you know, two to three weeks smaller than what everything should be. I was like, there's, there's no way I found out when I was four weeks pregnant. And so anyways, she's like, Hey, well, we'll let you talk to the doctor. So the doctor comes in and she's like, okay, we're going to do an HCG test and progesterone test just to make sure all levels are good. And then we'll have you come back in 48 hours to make sure that, you know, HCG levels are doubling like they should at the beginning. So took the tests and um, I got a phone call the next day at work and the doctor just told me that my levels were so low and progesterone, her ideal number was at a level 20 and mine were at a seven, which was way below what it should be. She said, you know, we're going to have you come back in tomorrow, check and see if they've doubled. And sure enough, they were lowering even more. And so she basically told me like, you know, I had a mis miscarriage where my body hadn't fully recognized it yet. And so I was still just carrying on and I, my body just didn't know. So yeah, that was that, uh, two days after that. So then she said, well, we're going to send you home with some Cytotec and you're going to take the pills and finish everything off at home. And so I had no idea what to expect. So I took these pills home and she was like, and you'll start to cramp up and everything within 30 to 45 minutes of taking them. And so laid down that night, took the pills. Sure enough, within 30 minutes of taking those pills, I immediately started cramping and it was way beyond period cramps that I'd ever had. Cramping lasted a couple hours and then finally, um, it just got really bad. And so I went to the bathroom and everything and felt everything come out and it was, I think it was on a Wednesday. And so I had a Thursday and Friday left and I didn't want to take off work and everything. And people asked me questions and stuff about where I was. And so I went to work in, you know, sweatpants and I was wearing Depend diapers and it was just humiliating, but nobody else knew except for me. Um, except I told my friend, I was like, Hey, like if something happens to me, I just want you to know that I'm having a miscarriage right now. Like if I pass out, like, you know, I just, I was still bleeding. So I was like, I pass out or anything, like, I need you to take care of me. So she's like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea. And, um, and so, yeah, so she kind of just watched on me for a little bit. So then a couple days later, uh, my doctor calls and she's like, you know, you think everything came out and stuff? And I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, pretty certain I passed everything. My doctor told me that once I stopped bleeding completely, that I needed to come back for an ultrasound. Everything had passed. This was now 12 weeks. Um, I went in for the ultrasound to just make sure everything was cleared out. And, um, you know, I wasn't bleeding at all. And my doctor was like, you know, there's still something in there. We're going to give it a couple more days. Have you come back? And if, um, I think it was like a clot or something that she thought it looked like. She said, you know, if that hasn't passed, we're going to give you side attack again. And in my head, I was like, I don't want to take this again. That was the worst experience ever went home. And I was like, you know, I just, I feel funny. Like I just feel weird. And so I told my friend the same one that I had told whenever I was miscarrying, I told her, I was like, you know, I think I'm about to start my period. Things just don't feel right. I went home, took a test. It was positive. And then in my head, I kept thinking, you know, maybe my levels just haven't gone to zero yet. Maybe I still have some HCG in there that it's making a positive test. So I go to the doctor for my last follow-up 
And this was right when COVID like went crazy. My husband wasn't allowed to come to the hospital with me. So I go to the appointment and I tell my doctor like, Hey, I had a positive pregnancy test. Like, I don't know if you can check my HCG levels to see if everything is good or not, but just know it was positive. And she said, yeah, that can happen. Your levels just aren't zeroed. I was like, okay, that's weird. She said, but we're going to go ahead and just do another ultrasound. So I did an ultrasound and my lining and everything was starting to thicken. And that's when my doctor said, you know, it looks like your body's preparing for another baby. And I was like, what? Like, there's no way. And sure enough, she had me come back a few weeks later and um, there was more of a baby than what I saw the first time around. Um, and she did an HCG test on me and progesterone and my HCG levels were rising very rapidly and progesterone at that time was at 15. And so she said, you know, we want to go ahead and, you know, put you on some supplements for progesterone um, just to get it up to that 20, just to make sure, you know, my body was able to fully develop everything this time around. And so, um, yeah, so my husband still wasn't able to come to that appointment. And that same week that I found out I was pregnant, um, my job, I worked for a t-shirt company and we had just temporarily closed for six weeks. So that it was actually the same day. So that morning I went, found out I was pregnant. Um, and then that afternoon we were told like, Hey, you're not going to have a job for the next six weeks. And my husband and I both work at the same place. <laughs> so we both lost our job. We were kind of like, you know, well, we're not going to let that stress us out. Like we just found out we're pregnant. So then a couple weeks later, um, I go back again. Husband still can't come to the hospital. And I hear a heartbeat. And I'm just like bawling in there. I have a new sonographer that time around. And so she's like talking me through everything. And I was like, this is what I was supposed to hear, you know, a month or two ago. Like, this is what I needed to hear. This is the kind of ultrasound. Like, I'd never experienced that kind before. So, yeah, she was like, you know, yeah, pull out your phone, record everything. Like, you know, send it all to your husband. So, yeah, I was able to um, share all that with my husband, just show him videos on my phone. Then I went back at nine weeks. Everything still looked great. Baby was growing. Um, and then at 13 weeks, um, I had an appointment. And whenever I called, I was like, hey, is there any way, like, my husband can come into these appointments yet? And they were like, um, well, only if you're having an ultrasound, they can come in. But I wasn't scheduled for an ultrasound, so I begged my doctor. I was like, hey, is there any way, like, I'll pay extra, whatever. So, like, is there any way I can get him in for an ultrasound? And so my doctor was like, yeah, let me see, you know, what the sonographer has on her schedule. So the sonographer, greatest person ever. She's like, no worries. She's like, I can get you in, you know, just come with me. We'll just play around, whatever. So yeah, she let us just sit in there for like 30 minutes. She like was just messing with the baby just to see everything that, you know, we could see from, you know, her size and everything. And we decided to do the panorama blood test. Um, just because I couldn't wait any longer. I needed to know what the gender was. I felt like I'd waited forever. Um, and so, yeah, so we did the tests. And two weeks later, we got the results back, and it was a girl. And, um, and I'm, my parents have three girls. So my dad was like, we're never going to have a boy in this family. So, yeah, so that was really exciting. Um, and so, yeah, he got to see that first ultrasound. And then um, 20 weeks um, she was still a girl. He got to see more of her and everything. He finally got to feel movement. 
Um, we actually just recently bought a house. So on our 20 week ultrasound, that very next day we closed on our house. We bought a fixer upper, which is a project in itself. Um, and so we've just been working our butts off like crazy, trying to get this whole house, you know, ready for her. So, um, yeah, so our last ultrasound was at 24 weeks and, um, as of today, I'm 32 weeks. And so we don't get to see her again until we're at 36 weeks. So we're like, man, this girl's going to be huge next time we see her. And it's just been crazy. All these appointments, like with COVID, um, you know, we're back at our jobs and everything, but it's just been wild. I mean, I see all these people talking about, you know, oh, 2020 has been the worst year ever. And I'm like, dude, I've been pregnant twice. Like, how is this even real? Like, it's crazy. So yeah, so it's just been, every appointment has been, like, before I could feel her, every appointment when I was just holding my breath, you know, thinking I was gonna hear the worst news, like I did the first time around. But it's just so good to know that a miscarriage doesn't, it doesn't mean you're gonna have a miscarriage for every single pregnancy. So I just thought that was very exciting. Um, just very cool story. I don't know. Like, I still can't believe that, like, she's just our rainbow baby. Yeah. So, yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, that's, I love your story. Just, just how there's just so much good in something, you know, that, that started out, you know, really hard and really rough. I think, and I've said this before, but I just think that there's something specifically hard about miscarrying with your first baby, because if you've had babies and then you miscarry it, it, not to negate how hard that is, but when you've never had a baby before, or, you know, carried a pregnancy and then you lose one the first time it leaves you wondering like, will I ever be able to do this? Will my body ever carry a pregnancy? Is it something wrong with me? Is it something wrong with my, my partner? You just never know with that right. first one. And that's, I mean, that's just, your story is so crazy because how many weeks was it from like when you took the side attack to like found out you were pregnant again? So between both pregnancies, they're 12 weeks apart. Total. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just crazy. Like I wouldn't, like this little girl wouldn't be here today or she wouldn't, you know, still be growing in me today if I wouldn't have had that miscarriage. So it's right. just, they're so close that it was, and some people have asked, you know, oh, was it twins or something? I'm like, no, like everything was completely gone. Like this is new. But so, how, what was, and from like, was it only like about a week between, you know, taking the side attack and then finding out that that lining was like regrowing and preparing for pregnancy? Yes. That's why I was like, there's no, there's no way. Like, how is this possible? Yeah. I mean, that's, that sounds like a miracle to me because <laughs> I have never, I mean, even I can relate to you so much on your story because I had kind of the same thing. I found out I was pregnant and I was supposed to be around six weeks when I had found out, mm -hmm. went in, had that first ultrasound. They told me I was measuring two weeks behind. They didn't, you know, call it a miscarriage. Um, we did my HCG. It looked okay. They brought me back in, you know, two weeks later, we saw the baby, the heartbeat. And I was still measuring at that point, like three weeks off of my original day. I should have been mm -hmm. like 11 weeks and I was measuring at like eight and a half, nine. So I really can relate, you know, with, and it's just such, it's terrible news. Like you said, you hold your breath the whole time. And yes. it, it gives me hope though, kind of even hearing your story, um, for, you know, a next pregnancy, because that's the hardest part is getting pregnant after a miscarriage and just the mm -hmm. anxiety you feel and how you have to just, just, I don't know, walk on eggshells the entire time until you feel like, yes, you know, you cross that threshold of the safe zone really. And that's why I was so scared of like, you know, announcing our pregnancy and everything just because, you know, I wanted to announce the first time around and I wanted to share with, you know, more family and everything, but I just, 
I'm so glad I didn't share it with the family at first, you know, now like I can talk about it more openly and everything. And it was just the first time around, it was just scary. And it's something like nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, you're right. It, it's so scary. Ultrasounds are just scary. And I think <laughs> they the rest are. of my life, every time, anytime somebody puts an ultrasound on me, you know, it will be terrible because I'm, I, I know you can relate, but that, that sonographer searching and searching and not saying anything, I swear that is just engraved in every woman's head who miscarries. Like you'll never forget that moment where, you know, you'll never forget that sonographer's face. You'll never forget the you know, right. minutes that felt like three hours of them just searching. I, I remember with, it happened to me and, um, yeah, it's just, it, it is, it's, it's traumatic and it's really hard, but that's so incredible that, you know, now you have this miracle rainbow baby and she came out of nowhere really quick. And I know. normally it takes a really long time for your HCG to drop totally back to zero. And then you have to ovulate, which, you know, that can take a whole nother month. Right. So I didn't even have a period between yeah. That's so when, now whenever like I go to the doctor, I was filling out new paperwork the other day at my doctor and it was like date of your last period, <laughs> December of last year. Right. You yeah, know, you it's just it's really, really far back. But they're like, um, you should have delivered a really long time ago, ma'am. I know. <laughs> like, are you sure this you're, you know, you should yeah. be further along. Wow. So, but yeah, my due date was actually for the first baby. My due date was on my birthday um, in September. And so I just remember I was just like, you know, like that's going to be the hardest birthday of my life. Like, I, you know, hope I'm pregnant by then, you know, just hopeful and stuff. But little did I know that at that time of thinking like that, I was pregnant. So it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. So now talking about this pregnancy, do you have like any birth plans, any ideas of how you want your birth to go? Not really. I mean, I just, (laughs) I can't really, you know, have a plan for anything. I feel like all of it just, you know, went so crazy to begin with that it's kind of like, you know, I just want a healthy baby. Yeah. I, honestly, that that's some of the best birth plans though, is just, you know, have a healthy mom and a healthy baby at the end. Mm-hmm. How, how was your first trimester as far as going back to, um, you know, the first pregnancy, did you have all the first trimester symptoms then? I didn't. I didn't have hardly any symptoms. And the doctor said that that could have been just because all of my hormone levels were just so off that, you know, nothing was strong enough to really like make me feel pregnant. Um, And then, so with the second baby, um, I really didn't have, I didn't really have that many symptoms either. And so, and I remember the doctor just saying, you know, like if you have some more of the symptoms and stuff, you know, like that's still somewhat of a good sign that, you know, your body's producing those hormones that it should be. Um, and so I just kept, you know, thinking like, when am I going to get these symptoms? Like, when am I going to feel bad? And I don't know if I went into the second pregnancy, just so, you know, excited and everything that, you know, I didn't really care if I didn't feel good. Like still to this day, like I feel, I feel great. Like I just, I think I went into it with such a positive attitude that like, this is exactly what I wanted. And so, I mean, the days I just don't feel good, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to like let this out on anybody. I'm not going to, you know, tell everybody like, oh, I'm in such a bad mood or, oh, you know, I'm so tired or whatever. I just, it's just my pregnancy. And I'm like, this is what I wanted. 
Right. Yeah. It's like, you're almost so overwhelmed and so grateful and joyful about being pregnant. You're like, I don't care if I'm tired. I don't care if I'm nauseous. Like I'm so yeah, happy. I'm like, I'm like this, my body's doing it. Like it's, it's still doing it. Yeah. No, I, I, I remember that feeling too. Like, you know, even through all the tiredness, you're just so excited and like, it's, yeah, it just doesn't even matter. You know, all those, all those like symptoms. Right. Yeah. And so I'm due um, at the end of November. So basically I've been pregnant all, all of 2020. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been wild. How are you feeling going into labor and delivery with, you know, COVID right now? Um, I mean, I'm really close with my mom. And so that's really hard that she won't be able to go in there with me. Um, so it'll just be my husband and I, but you know, we're just, we're excited. Um, our hospital, you know, they allow him to go in there. Um, and then as of right now, the rule is that, um, after 24 hours, after she's born, he can switch out with my mom or switch out with anybody else. He just can't come back. Um, so he's still kind of, you know, deciding if he wants to do That's that or a not. Sacrifice. I, think I think he'll end up staying. So we'll see. I can't say I would sacrifice that and trade out with somebody <laughs> permanently. I, I don't yeah. blame him or not. <laughs> right. Awesome. Well, do you have any like takeaways from your pregnancy or, you know, any tips of advice that you would give for moms or even women who are, have miscarried or are getting over a miscarriage? Just, just don't give up. Like it's, I swear there's a rainbow on the other end because I found it. Um, and then just enjoy every moment of it. You know, like Today, I felt like I was going to pass out at work. And so I went and got in the car and took a little nap and carried on with my day. But, you know, like, enjoy it. Because I look back and I'm like, you know, she's never going to be that small again. I'm never going to be pregnant with her again. So, yeah, just soak it all up. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, I will definitely have to have you back on the podcast to share your birth story. What yes, was your, for what's sure. Your again? November 30th. November 30th. Okay. So I'll give you a little bit of time to adjust postpartum, but I definitely right. want to come back and you to tell us all about your, your labor and your delivery and all of that. Do you, have you guys announced her name? Are you telling people? Her name is Stella, which is really Stella. funny because you just had a podcast and her name was Stella. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this yeah. name must be getting popular. And the last birth story I did her daughter, she named her daughter Stella. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's actually my great grandma's sister's name. Um, so yeah, so it's just a family name. Well, thank so. you. Thank you for coming and sharing your story. I just love hearing, honestly, it even gives me hope just hearing, you know, the story about somebody's rainbow baby, somebody's miracle baby and how you got through something that is so hard and tragic and traumatic, but holding on to that hope. And now just hearing how you are going about this pregnancy and the joy that you're having. And it, it it's so easy to take the second pregnancy or, you know, the pregnancy after a miscarriage and turn it into a pregnancy that's full of anxiety and worry and mm -hmm. you know, what's going to happen next. But it really sounds like you have just kind of channeled all that into so much joy and hope. And I can just tell you guys are going to be great parents. You're so excited the whole time <laughs> she's telling, you guys can't see her face the whole time she's telling the story. She's smiling and laughing and I'm really excited for you guys to meet your baby girl. Thank you. All right. So we will see you hopefully in postpartum period to share yes. how it goes. Yes. Thank you for be coming awesome. on. Yeah. Thank you. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really know that all of us can relate in some way at some point to Olivia's story and how she just turned something that was so hard into so much joy and excitement for this next baby. So as always, you can find me over on Instagram at what the bump podcast, and you can find Olivia over on Instagram at miss Olivia ball, M R S and then Olivia Ball over on Instagram. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We will definitely have Olivia back to tell her birth story after she delivers her beautiful baby girl. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next week to talk more about the bump. And of course, I know you all probably know this, but I have to add it in. I make every effort to broadcast correct information through this podcast, but I am still learning so much. So I am in no way providing medical advice through this podcast, just sharing the things that myself and others have experienced or learned. Make sure to consult your physician before taking anything from this podcast and changing your health. This applies to any guests or contributors that I also have on this podcast. Thank you. And I will see you next week.